welcome to episode 57 of Everything Under the Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on Earth. Most of you listening are at home at the moment, like me, hopefully with lots of people around you having fun. But still, it's a bit of a strange time, isn't it? We're all finding new ways to enjoy ourselves and trying out new things. A lot of parents have written saying they're now listening to everything under the sun while doing craft. That's great. I wonder what you've all been making. It used to be on the school run that most people listen to this podcast, but now school is closed. Well, I hope you've been up to some interesting things in the last week and had a good time. If you want to, send me a picture of the crafty things you've been making to molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. This week we're talking about countries. Even though we can't visit any at the moment, there are still lots of countries out there filled with children doing the exact same thing as you, staying at home. I thought we'd have an episode with questions about different things in other countries this week so we can imagine places we might go in the world in the future. Our first question is a big one and it comes from Annabelle. Over to Annabelle. Hi Molly, my name's Annabelle and I'm five years old. I live in London and I like gymnastics. This is my question. How many countries are in the world and how were they made? Thank you. Thanks, Annabelle. What a great question. To answer your question, here is Alistair Pinkerton, who is a geography professor at Royal Holloway University in London. I asked the Royal Geographic Society in London if they knew anyone who could answer Annabelle's question and they put me in touch with Alistair. Over to Alistair. Hi, Annabelle. My name is Alistair. I am a geographer at Royal Holloway University in London. This is a great question. It's great, but it's really tricky to answer. In fact, experts can't even agree how many countries there are in the world. Some say there are 189, others say as many as 206. So why the big difference? Well, first, we use the word countries to describe different things. Is the United Kingdom one country, or is it four countries? Scotland, England, Wales and Northern Ireland. Well, it's actually both. Scotland, England, Wales and Northern Ireland are all countries. But together, they are also the United Kingdom, which is what we call a sovereign country. So how do countries get made? Well, countries exist for a whole load of different reasons. Countries like Italy were made when lots of small kingdoms joined together to make one much bigger country. We call this unification. At other times, Big countries break apart to form a number of smaller countries. About 30 years ago, Yugoslavia started to split up and is now seven smaller countries. South Sudan became the world's newest country in 2011 after it chose to leave the Republic of Sudan. However the country is made, it does have to have certain things to be considered a country at all. First, there needs to be a people who live or work in the country. Second, there must be borders around a particular space or territory. And third, there needs to be a government to rule the country. So Annabelle, to answer your question, it's complicated. I'd say that there are roughly 195 sovereign countries in the world right now. And these countries have been made in lots of different ways, but they all have to have people, territories, and governments to make them countries at all. 
Thanks so much, Alistair. How interesting. I hope that answers your question, Annabelle. Did you know the smallest country in the world is the Vatican City? It is 0.2 square miles in size, which is almost 120 times smaller than the island of Manhattan. Actually, it's smaller than the most famous park you can walk in there called Central Park. If you go by numbers of people living there, then there is a smaller country, and that's the Pitcairn Islands in the Pacific Ocean between Peru and New Zealand. There are only around 50 people living in that country. The largest country in the world is Russia. It's 17 million square kilometers and takes up 11% of the world's total area. Other big countries are Canada, the USA, China, Brazil, and Australia. Our next question comes from Iris. She has a question about a special sea. Over to Iris. My name is Iris. I, I'm five years old. I come from London. And today, my question is, why is the Red Sea called the Red Sea if it's not red? Thanks, Iris, for your brilliant question. Well, the Red Sea is between Africa and Asia in the Indian Ocean. Look it up on a map and you'll see it looks almost like a lake. It's surrounded by lots of countries, Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Egypt, Sudan, Eritrea and Djibouti. The Red Sea is not red. Huh? It's the usual colour of seawater. So why has it got red as a name? Well, there are a few ideas. One is that there is a kind of bacteria in the sea called sea sawdust, which is a red colour. Other historians think that red in ancient languages meant south. The colours black, red, green and white were used to mean north, south, east and west. Wherever its name comes from, one thing is agreed. It's that the Red Sea has incredible coral and more than 1,200 kinds of fish, a hundred of which you won't find anywhere else in the world as well as 175 species of nudibranch, which are also only found in the Red Sea. Nudibranchs are little mollusks that live in the seas of the world and have incredible colours and fun names to match, like clowns, splendid, dragon and dancer. All this makes the Red Sea a wonderful place to go snorkelling and scuba diving. out for the world's fastest fish called the sailfish which can swim 68 miles per hour and lives in the Red Sea. I hope that answers your question Iris. And now for our third question which comes from Yagoda. It's about something in her home country, Poland. Hi my name is Yagoda Klimczak. I am 11 years old and I am from Horton Park Primary School in Bradford. I am one of the pupils taking part in Zero is a Life workshops and I enjoy researching interesting facts and using the arts to express myself. I really enjoyed your Natural Wonders of the World book and one question I would like to see answered in your next book is a question about my family's home country, Poland. Here is my question. Why is Poland the only Central European country that has a desert? I know it is called Pustynia Buendowska, but I don't understand why. Thanks, Molly. I hope you can answer my question and bye for now. Well, thanks so much for that great question. I didn't know about the desert in Poland until you asked that, but I've now looked it up and read about it and you're right. There really is a desert in the middle of Poland. It's also known as the Bledo Desert or even sometimes the Polish Sahara. It's a totally different landscape to much of the country, which has lots of forests and lakes. The reason the desert is there is people. It's not a natural desert, it was made by humans. 
In the 13th century, the forest that covered what is now the desert was chopped down. So that silver and lead could be dug out of the ground for people to make money. When the trees were gone, a layer of sand was found there. The sand was probably left by water flowing from melting glaciers a century or so before. So when the trees were gone, the sand was left there and it became a desert. At first, this Polish desert was 150 square kilometers in size. But locals got fed up of sand blowing all over their villages and started to plant trees in the 1950s. And that has helped to shrink the desert to a little 32 square kilometers. Some people think, well, why not let the green plants take over and restore the land, while others want to preserve the desert. As they say now, it is a very unique part of Poland. There is a conservation project there to keep the desert as it is, make some nature trails, write a guidebook, and bring lots of visitors to the area as a tourist attraction, as it's unusual to have a desert in Poland. What do you think ought to happen to Poland's Little Sahara? I hope that answers your question, Yagoda. Thanks for sending it in. Right, that's it for this week. We've had fun learning about how many countries there are in the world, as well as a bit about the Red Sea and a man-made desert in Poland. A big thank you to Yagoda, Iris and Annabelle for this week's questions and to Alistair Pinkerton for telling us how many countries there are in the world. A big thank you to Ash Gardner at House of Strange for the theme song and Audio Networks for all the lovely incidental music we use this week. I hope you all have a lovely week coming up with fun things to do while you're at home. Send everyone who doesn't know about it and might like it the link to everything under the sun and ask them to subscribe. If you get time, you can leave a review and send me a question. To send a question, just ask an adult to borrow their smartphone, open the voice recording app. On iPhone, it's called Voice Memos, but all phones have something similar. Then just say your name, your age, a bit about yourself and send me your question. Email it to molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. Thanks everyone. Sending lots of love for a great week ahead. Thank you and goodbye. (laughs) 